Hey, welcome to Maison Mission. My name is Kevin, and I am so glad that you've chosen to tune in with us this week. As you all know, Maison is a Greek word that means greater, and the Maison Mission is about creating greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. Want to talk to you a little bit about Serve GNV on Christmas Eve. This is our end-of-year service project that we're going to be doing on Christmas Eve together. We're going to get together here at FCC at 2 p.m. to assemble gift bags that we will then go out into the community and deliver to people who have to work, service workers who have to work on Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve night. Um, it's going to be a great way for us to love our community, to just let those people know that they're seen and that they're loved. Uh, it's going to be really special. And so I'm really excited about it. After we deliver those bags, we're going to come back to the church for a candlelight service that you're not going to want to miss. So we hope to see you on Christmas Eve. There's a sign-up sheet online. You can click on that um, in the description of this video. You can also go to our Facebook or Instagram pages to sign up there. The other thing that we need for Serve GNV is we are collecting items for those gift bags that we're going to assemble on Christmas Eve. And so there's an Amazon wish list that is also going to be in the uh, the description, so you can click on that. Um, and we would love it if you would bring those donations to the next Maison Live on December 18th. As I said, our next Maison Live is going to be next week on December 18th. There's going to be a potluck afterwards, so uh, sign up for that. Bring a meal to share. Um, it's going to be our last live of the year, so we would really love to see you before the holidays. Hey, we're wrapping up the year and we know that at the end of every year, we usually do an end of year giving ask and that is gonna be coming up in the next couple weeks. And we wanna give you the heads up on that because next year we're gonna be adding a kids ministry director position to our staff. It's a part-time position, but there's also some curriculum and some materials costs that are gonna be added to our budget for the next budget year. And so our end of year giving ask is gonna to be to raise the money for that position and those materials. And so more details are on the way, but we just wanna let you know that that ask is coming and we would love for you to help us start next year on the right foot by helping us financially raise that money. As always, you can give online at our website, maisonmission.com. You can text to give uh, at 84321 and follow the prompts to Maison Mission. You can also send a check to PO Box 391, Newberry, Florida 32669. Um, today, we're going to continue in our Advent series, Travel Light, with our friend Drake Cromer Moore. My name is Drake, and I'm the pastor of FCC and your youth ministries coordinator here at Maison Mission. I'm so glad you're joining us in your house church for the third week of our Travel Light series. If you're anything like me, you struggle with control. My gut response to the question, do you struggle with control, is yes, I do struggle with control. In fact, I wish I had more control. I wish I could control everything around me and all of the variables, all of the things to make sure that the outcome of any given situation, task, event, or anything else in my life is completely in my control. 
We all want our relationships, our jobs, and our lives to have the outcome we desire, even the outcome we dream of. So much of our society is centered around planning and desired outcomes. Think about the last time you were in a job interview, whether you were the interviewer or the interviewee. Did the question, where do you see yourself in five years, come up? Our society even encourages us to build plans for our relationships. The moment you're seriously dating someone, you sit down and you build a plan. You'll get engaged in two years, married in three, and have kids in six. And the list goes on. We're always planning and we always want to be in control. Planning isn't necessarily a bad thing, but a death grip on control definitely can be. Plans are full of steps. If I do step one and step two, it'll lead to steps three and four and so on. And if you miss a step or you can't move forward because something does not go according to plan, it can cause frustration, anger, and anxiety. Even if it's a good thing, that's because the plan was in your control. And a deviation from your plan often is not. The problem with control is it misses all of the things that are outside your plan that you're creating or the things that you have set in motion. And sometimes the things that you miss, they're good things. You're so set on control that you often miss the goodness of the things that are outside of your control. When you allow control to rule your life, you miss the potential of the things outside of your plan that God has for you. Maybe God is trying to lead you in a new direction, but rather than having joy in the new, you have frustration at the loss of your plan and your control. In the announcement to Mary about the coming birth of her son Jesus, I think we see a little bit of the same struggle. Mary, like every other character in the biblical narrative, was human after all. So she struggled with the very same things that we struggle with. Let's read the story together in Luke chapter 1 from the message. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph, and the virgin's name, Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her, Good morning, you're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great, be called Son of the Highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. I imagine that Mary, just like all of us, had a plan for her life. I won't claim to know everything about life in the Middle East 2,000 years ago, but I imagine in the times that her and Joseph talked during their engagement, she probably thought she would have the 2,000-year-old Middle Eastern equivalent to what we dream about, a nice house, a white picket fence, 2.5 kids, and maybe even a dog. She had dreams and aspirations and plans for her life with Joseph, things that she felt that she could control. But all of that was turned on its head when the angel showed up to tell her about her new baby. You can see it in her initial response and questions to the angel Gabriel. This passage says she was thoroughly shaken, wondering what would be behind a greeting like that. And she asked questions, but how? I've never even slept with a man. And she probably had more feelings and more emotions and more questions than this passage could ever contain in the Gospel of Luke. 
But the author wants us to see something. He shows us her reaction and her questions to show us Mary's response to God's uprooting of her plans and her control. Mary was shocked, thinking about all of the things that would change now that her life was redirected, away from her plans and away from her control. And Mary had two options. She could react negatively, upset about the disruption of her plans and her control. She could have allowed the changes that were imminent in her life to cause frustration, anxiety, or even anger. Or she could accept the fact that God had a different plan for her life and that she didn't need the control that she thought she had had. She could choose to trust God in this new direction her life was going. And Mary chose to trust. What happened when Mary chose to trust God? When she chose to let go of control, she experienced raw and authentic joy, and that joy was infectious. Read with me the rest of Luke chapter 1. And Mary said, Yes, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. Then the angel left her. Mary didn't waste a minute. She got up and she traveled to a town in Judah in the hill country, straight to Zacharias' house, and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leaped. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out exuberantly, You are so blessed among women, and the babe in your womb also blessed. And why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman, who believed what God said, believed every word would come true. And Mary said, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior God. God took one good look at me, and look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in a wave after wave on those who are in awe before him. He bared his arm and showed his strength, scattered the bluffing braggarts. He knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham and right up to now. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months and then went back to her own home. Listen to the joy of Mary shouting and singing of the blessings of this new direction God has taken her life in. And it's so infectious, the joy that she experiences, that she has Elizabeth shouting and singing of the blessing too. Even the baby moves in the womb with joy. And we learn from Mary's response here that we need to let go of inauthentic control in order to experience authentic joy. We all want to control our lives, its plans, and the outcomes attached. But how often does life actually go according to plan? It seems like our thirst for control is often in vain. Life pretty much never goes to plan. So at best, even when we feel like we have control, God is truly in control. And our control is pretty inauthentic. We want to control everything, but we can't. And when we feel the need to control everything, we often miss the goodness and the joy in the unplanned and uncontrollable. It was never part of my plan to move to Florida. I was planning on attending Pittsburgh Theological Seminary and starting a ministry at my church there. 
until I met my husband, even though I wasn't planning on moving until the end of 2020. But then I was forced out of my apartment because my landlord had to sell the building and I moved to Gainesville a year early and we got engaged and we got married. And unknowingly, I moved into the building next door to FCC. Eventually, I became the pastor of a church that I was never even going to visit because they didn't have a website. To me, I felt like my life was spiraling out of control. But then again, I never truly had control, did I? God did. And I could have chosen to be frustrated and anxious about the uprooting of my plans, and I definitely struggled with that. Or I could have chosen to let go of my inauthentic control to experience authentic joy. The happiest moments of my life happened because my plans were uprooted, because I had no control, regardless how bad I wanted it. I think if, like Mary, we could all lean into the unexpected, the changes we want to control but can't, if we let go of our inauthentic control, maybe, just maybe, we could experience authentic joy. Would you pray with me? God, I want to thank you so much for our house churches. These times that we get to gather together, God, we know they're sacred. God, thank you for building a community like Maison Mission, this place that we all call home. God, I want to thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, both the expected and the unexpected. And I pray for our hearts that as things come up, as the unexpected happens, that we would choose to allow you to be in control, that we would choose to experience the joy in the unexpected. God, we thank you for the story of Jesus as we approach Christmas. We thank you for the reality that we get to learn from the joy of Mary on this third Sunday in Advent. God, we ask all of this in your holy, your heavenly, your strong name. Amen. And that concludes our house church meetings for 2022. It was our last house church of the year. We'll see you next year in January at Live on the 8th, and then see you back here for our house church experience on January 15th. We hope you have a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. We can't wait to see you again.